What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Sixer Sense Podcast, hosted by co-site experts Lucas Johnson and Christopher Klein. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of our podcast. I'm Lucas, I got Uri here, no Chris tonight. But uh, Uri, before we jump into it, you know what I realized looking at the agenda tonight? What's that? We are already on our 190th episode. Yeah, but it would be nice to be talking about Sixers basketball. Going I mean, on. yeah, it would be nice, but you know, the nice thing is the off season is long and we have plenty to talk about. And you're right. We're gonna start off the podcast with your boy, the guy that you've been fighting for all these years. <laughs> we gotta talk about Matisse Liable and trade rumors going on. For those that don't know, according to reports, Chicago may have interest in trading for Thibault. The reason behind it primarily is because their GM, Mark Eversley, used to work in the Sixers front office and has an affinity for Thibel. Makes sense on paper. Uriah, if this is true, who should the Sixers realistically want back in return? Well, first off, I have to say that as much as I like Matisse Thibel as a player. I think mm-hmm. he's one of the top defensive players in the entire league. Got second, second team one. all defensive. Yep. Uh, you have to give credit and credit is due. Mm-hmm. I'm no fool. If Daryl Morey can find a way to bring another potent scorer in as Zach Levine, then you pull the trigger. If I was GM, I would give Thibel one more year because my theory is that Players, even though Thibel is not a reliable shooter right now, players like Thibel don't grow on trees. He's special. Mm-hmm. If you look at his steal percentage and block percentage of guards, he is elite. And he's only, what, 24, 25? He's 25. He just turned 25. 25. Yeah. Right. So my my perspective, Lucas, is if Thibel doesn't improve this year, then next season is the year to trade him. I'm just thinking if he goes to another team, all of a sudden, miraculously, he's going to start being able to shoot and we're missing out Mm -hmm. on a really great wing defender, which 
you need in this league. So, oh, of course, of course. Yeah. Well, just to give before I, I tear apart your 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 point, I am going to give you some credit here because I just wrote an article for tomorrow about you know the all defensive team selection heightening Thibault's trade value. I will say this: he was 19th in blocks among all NBA players. The only other non-traditional big man, like power forward center, that was on that list was Robert Covington. A little bit of note on that. Whether you like Rocco or not, I know you're not a big fan, but a lot of people like Rocco, including the Clippers. Um, that That's really important. And he was first among all NBA players in steal percentage, I believe fourth in steals per game. So just to show how special he is, he is really special. That being said, Uriah... I don't think that you can build – I mean, you would have to include, like, Tobias Harris in a trade for Zach Levine and possibly Tyrese uh, Maxey. I I mean, if I'm Chicago, I don't do that deal without Maxey in it as well. Like, I, well, Maxey's off the table. You know he's – Well, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. It would but be, I'm just saying it would from be, Chicago – it would be Tobias Harris because it has to be uh, salary matched up, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Salary and plus, I mean, like, I just feel like if I'm Chicago, I want more. But like, if you're just doing like a one v one swap, or like a one for like maybe throwing Shake Milton in this, and Chris wrote it in his most recent article, two trades with Chicago. Check it out, guys. One of the trades was Shake Milton and Thiable for Kobe White. You're right. I'm all for that. I think Kobe White can be a 20, 12 to 15 point scorer off the bench for the Sixers. He, he's already shown really good flashes of being like a spark plug off the bench. Bench scoring has been one of the worst things for the Sixers all season long. You, if you can get Kobe White, he he's one of the best, better um, bench scorers in the league right now. I, I think you go for that. And, you know, you could ask for, like, a second-round pick along w- with White in return. But I, I know, and I can hear you you fuming over the line here, but, like, a realistic shot here. If 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 Levine, Levine's not an option, then Kobe White's your second best. You had me at Zach Levine, and that's where I'm stuck on. I can't see anybody on that team – whether it's Vucevic you're, you're or right. even DeMar DeRozan, he, he's no way he fits in this system. But if Zach Levine could come in, I saw that he's one of the top spot-up three-point shooters in the league, at least I think it said playoffs. You're right. Be realistic with your expectations. You say you're willing to trade Thibel, but at the, on the same token, you have to be – you can't expect an all-star level player in return for him. No, but – Listen, he makes what four mil, three million a year. Zach Levine makes. He, I don't know how much he makes. He he makes. I mean, but okay. Are you really saying that M- Tobias Harris, who is a borderline All Star in his best season, which was like two years ago now, with Thibault, is equal value for Zach Levine? I'm sure that Chicago. I'm sure Daryl Morey would want more in return, whether it's a future pick or do Daryl Morey want more in return? Yeah. You're you're saying uh, that you're saying that uh, it's not no. equitable. No, I'm saying that Chicago would want more than oh, just. Those oh, oh, I'm saying Chicago would want and probably we can't offer any more first round picks. We can't do that, but we can offer pick swaps. Wait a minute, may, Chicago yeah. would be getting a hello a two con, two time consecutive second all team defensive player, and like you said, Tobias Harris, a borderline all star. What? 
What What do you mean Chicago and want more than that? What, what more uh, than they want? They, they would want more than that. Okay, exactly. Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown. Exactly. Okay. Think, no, no. First <laughs> off, you can't trade two-way players like that. Secondly, and more importantly, let's look at Zach Levine's resume before you just dismiss it all together. Gold medal winner. Multiple, you know, perennial all-star, right? Dunk champion. Dunk champion. Yeah, exactly. Hey. Despite already having one knee surgery, was still one of the best, you know, if and efficient scores in the NBA. And can has proven that he can play alongside another ball dominant player. So like and still get his numbers. So like Uriah, Chicago's gonna want more. So Chicago's gonna want more than than And they're gonna want and they're gonna have to wait. And then if we don't have anything that they're willing to to accept, then they're gonna have to go to the next team. Look, okay, look, Chicago could get better offers from other teams, okay? They could get better offers. They could get they could swap Bradley Beal for Zach Levine if both players don't want to be. That's fine. They could do that. They could they could get a lot a nice little haul from the Portland Trailblazers if they wanted. They could get a plethora of picks from Gilgis Alexander from like the Thunder, though I don't think the Thunder do that, but they could. Like there are better offers out on the table than Zach Levine. Now, if I'm Zach Levine, I try to make it clear that I'm only going to go to the Sixers if if that's what I because we we hypoth- you know theorized this before. But if that's the case, if I'm Chicago, I'm trying to dig my foot firm into has to include Tyrese Maxey. But you know that that's not going to happen. It's I know already. Not, I, 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 I know so why that, even bring it up? Why even bring it up? The thing is, I'm telling you from Chicago's Listen, perspective. From Chicago's my... from Chicago's perspective, they want to bolster their defense. If they already have Lonzo Ball, who's a great defender, and they bring in Matisse Thybul, who's expected to defend, and they don't necessarily need him to be a 12 point, 14 point scorer, then because Demar Derozan is going to do that, and you still have Vucevic then maybe expectations is what Thibault is going to bring to the table. Look, okay. Along along with Tobias Harris, because you're going to need look, another player in that. Look, look, Uriah. At the end of the day, first off, I don't think this is the best move for Chicago. If I'm Chicago, I'm looking at trading Vucevic for a defensive center. I'd, I'd have my eye on Rudy Gobert if I'm Chicago, mm. not Matisse Thibault. I think that's a better fit, having Gobert – as the third star in Chicago, bolstering that back line for uh, for uh, Demar and Levine, that just makes more sense because they're in t- the playoffs showed that the interior defense for uh, Chicago is very much still wanting. And when you have teams that have you know Giannis and Joel in the East, you need a big guy that can really defend. So check this out. Win. You said something interesting. I didn't even think of that. Imagine if Chicago did trade Vucevic to Utah. They'd probably be okay. able to keep Donovan Mitchell and then Rudy Gobert is with Chicago. And let's say Chicago really wants Stiebel for his defense and they somehow Kobe White gets here or whatever. That would uh-huh. be a pretty nice defensive team. Oh, that'd be with one Lonzo of the best. Ball. Yeah. And you got Gobert. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That Chicago. Yeah. If I, if I'm Chicago, that's what I'm trying to do for sure. But like, even if you don't get Thibault, that's still like they were already an elite defense with just Alex Caruso, Alonzo Ball beforehand. 
and Javante Green. I'll give him a little credit. But and, and they'll have Patrick Williams next year too, elite, healthy. Elite defense like, against anybody that was not a playoff contending team because their record was like 0 and 20. Yeah, okay, fair, fair, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But like, you get what I'm saying though. You get what I'm saying. Like, if I'm yeah. Chicago, I'm looking to upgrade the center spot, not the like backup wing spot. Like, if they if they're gonna like if Zach Levine forces his way out, so be it. Um, yeah. and like. The way I see Zach pushing his way out of this is if Chicago doesn't offer him the Supermax, which with another knee surgery on the horizon, that could very well be the case. Sixers would be willing to do it, of course. I I don't know if that's the best move. You know, there's some questions defensively the Sixers would have to answer. But, like, the idea of it sounds nice. At least the idea of having three elite, like, two elite uh, you know, and two really, really good offensive players. But here, here's the downside for trading for, for Levine, Uri, which I don't think you've thought of. Trading for Levine means putting Maxi's offensive development on the back burner. How would he fit with Embiid and Harden? I think that James Harden, as much as some people, they just, I guess, want to turn away when they hear Joel Embiid come out publicly and say, "Oh, he's not the Houston hard, and he's more of a, he's more of a facilitator." I think that is the reality that we all have to face. So, if Harden mm-hmm. is focused on passing, showing his basketball IQ, averaging ten assists a game, maybe making eighteen 18. points a game, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And Levine comes in, and he can be that off the ball scorer or that ISO 20, player yeah. when the shot clock per game, yeah when the shot clock is running down, then then I think he would fit nicely. Clearly, Tobias Harris would have to be gone at that point, and Embiid mm-hmm. would have to acquiesce to the whole idea of, okay, I no, don't legit score. Don't, don't you dare start with that Brook Lopez nonsense. I'm not hearing it on this we can talk. We can talk about that later. And I'm just thinking outside the box. If people are, if people are listening, they're like, what is he talking about, Brook Lopez? I'll, I'll get to that later. But let's stick to Zach Levine. Uh, I, think, I think he would fit nicely. I think offensively he would be a really good addition. I just think Embiid would have to recognize that he's, he's probably more of a scorer than – even Tobias Harris was. He Levine would want his shots. Le, Levine's a twenty point, twenty four point per game scorer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think he would fit nicely. I, I definitely think he would fit nicely. And I'm I'm no fool for the people who think I'm just obsessed with Matisse Thybul. If Daryl Morey is going to figure out a way to improve the team's offense, and it means getting rid of Thybul, who really is not a good shooter, then he's going to pull the trigger. I'm I'm not oblivious to that. I just think personally. I would give Matisse one more year. Where, where do you? How do you think he would fit Zach Levine? I think offensively, the the issue is moot. Like Joel Embiid's still number one. Zach Levine would eat number two. James Harden or Tyrese Maxey, Maxey still on the team. After that, would be number three. Like Harden is a facilitator. Like there would be no need for Harden to be averaging like twenty five per game at this point. Like if he gets eighteen to twenty four, you're great as long as it's efficient. Zach Levine would be that second score that Joel's always wanted. And, like, you know, we've heard whispers throughout the regular season last year that, oh, Zach Levine would want to play with Joel or something like that. Like, I, I just I, – I personally think that it works offensively. My question is defensively, 
Like, especially if you still have Maxi, how do you do play all three at the same time without there being some defensive liabilities? Now, I know at times Levine guarded small forwards, but, like, do you really want him doing that for a full season? You'd I don't. have to put Maxi on the bench. People don't want to hear that, but if, if I mean, yeah, Levine... that's, that's, I mean, honestly, yeah, that that's probably what would happen. And I mean, Maxi could pull Tyler Hero, become sixth man of the year. I'm all for that. But I mean, at, but like I said, that kind of brings me back to my point that I was saying earlier. If you get, if you keep Tyrese Maxi and get Zach Levine, then guess what? You're going to end up sacrificing. Tyrese's development as an offensive player and kind of pigeonhole him to like an 18 to 20 point per game score where he could be more, but not given the role that he could, he's going to be stuck in that. And at that, at that range where he is defensively and playmaking wise, he's probably best suited as a six man, like you said, which I mean, is, is that the worst outcome for Tyrese's career? No, but is the best outcome Absolutely not. So it, it just depends on how you view, like, can Tyrese Maxey give you close to, like, 22 points a game next season? You're right. I think so. You look at the playoffs, he was averaging 20 points on, like, 37% shooting from deep and 42% or is either 44 or 42% shooting from the field. So are you saying that Maxey with the ball in his hands more often is more beneficial like next season, you think that would be beneficial for the team? I think so. Yeah. Oh, because okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I mean you're right. I've already said this that I think the pecking order should be Joel Embiid, Tyrese Maxey, James Harden. I think t- James Harden is kind of if this is the real James Harden that we're seeing, and an efficient playmaker, uh, an efficient scorer who can playmake. His best role is the third option on, you know, scoring the ball on offense. Like, I know that's not something that Chris wants here, but it's the honest truth. And, like, you just have to trust that Tyrese Maxey is going to make that step, that next step. And I believe he will because you heard Doc Rivers at the press conference, you know, uh, postseason, pre- not, I mean, offseason press conference talking about how Maxey wanted to get into the gym the next week. And Doc told him, no way. Yeah. Like, so the kid has the drive to do it. I suspect – and here's the thing that I think Maxi needs to add to his offensive game in terms of scoring. He needs to get that mid-range shot. He has to be able to attack off the dribble and pull up eff- effectively. Like, he can drive whenever he wants, but now he has to be able to pull up and create his own shot, a jump shot now, efficiently. I, I agree. Just, I think Maxi, that's something that will help round out his game. But I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, the importance of Tyrese Maxey getting the ball in his hands more often and going mm-hmm. into next season. Give me give me some space to pontificate. Just hear me out. Okay. okay. I'm, so I'm in in the clubhouse chat on our, in our um, not Slack feed, but uh, Twitter feed, we got a little group that we chat about the Sixers. And I'm just thinking outside the box. What I'm okay. saying, Lucas, is not gospel. I'm not saying that the Sixers need to do this or else they will never win a championship. Just mm-hmm. hear me out. I'm just floating something out there. I'm it's here different. if you are, but I'm going to, I'm so, going to back. I'm gonna well, you already back. know where I'm going. Just let me let you, I've never uh, elaborated every aspect of my theory. You're going to get so, a lot of our fans upset. And it's fine. It's fine. All I'm saying is if Joel Embiid is, let's say 70% back to the basket dump the ball down low, everybody wait while he dribble, dribble, dribbles, and hopefully somebody gets open. 
in a regular season, that works great. But in four postseasons, uh, how's that work for us? How's that really work for us? Because when he gets doubled, clearly he's not able to make that read. And for people who are like, well, we need better shooters. Well, in 2018, who did we have? Hmm, we had Marco, Bellin- uh, Marco Bellinelli, uh, J.J. Redick, and Robert Covington. Oh, those are no, our shooters? Oh, you're, you're okay. And, and then last year, and him too. And then last year we had uh, Curry and we had Green. Th- those aren't shooters. So if you're if you're counter to my argument of moving and be to more of a, a three-point shooter, like a Brooke Lopez, where it's instead of 70-30, maybe it's 40-60. I'm not saying he's never going to get the ball down low. Hear me out. I'm not saying just, just allocate his position to just spot up at the three-point line. All I'm saying is if Maxi needs that ball in his hands and Hart needs the ball in his hands and you need to try something different so that we don't meet another playoff series against Miami where they totally figure us out, they totally collapse in Joel, and we're like stuck. We It's like a broken record. All I'm saying is maybe a reconfiguration of the offense is needed. That's all okay. I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Uh, okay, I listened to you. Here, here's my counterpoints. First off, I don't hate the idea when Joel's past his prime. I think when he becomes an older player that he can't be as physical, then maybe he becomes more of a Brook Lopez type player. But I would not do that during his prime. Uh, do I think the offense needs to change? Absolutely. Do I think Joel Embiid having less posts? But here, here's my question to you before I continue. Uriah, and just give me a yes or well, give sure. me a quick answer. Mm-hmm. What is the difference between Joel Embiid in the postseason and Giannis? Because they're basically the two most dominant players oh. in the game. Come on, you cannot compare Embiid to Giannis. I'm, I'm, Giannis, I, I, Giannis moves his agility and his ability to just get to the basket. So, and- so his his ability to move more. Yeah, yeah, and B doesn't have that quick reaction like Giannis does. Okay, okay, that's that's fine. That's fine. Okay, valid point. Valid point. But at the same time, until Giannis won a championship, would you have changed the offense around Giannis? Based off your argument, you would have. Based off your argument, well, look at his look at his center. His center didn't didn't clog the middle, so the other okay, but but okay, fair enough, but. Giannis, for all intents and purposes, is the team's like down put low. Force. If Embiid can do what Giannis did, then I wouldn't and even like, mention it. I wouldn't I, even mention my theory because. But but, 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 but but here's the thing, though. Out outside of 18, okay, and even 18, he had the facial fracture, right? When has Joel Embiid been healthy in the playoffs? There's only one time that I can remember, and that was the bubble. I know it could solve that. I know it can solve that. If you think about how much beating up he gets in the post trying to get position getting fouled getting triple double team allowing the defense to collapse on him and and hack him and foul him and try to stop him okay put him out at the three-point line okay doesn't have to get question question. (laughs) did the facial fracture this season happen on offense or defense it's because he drove the lane he drove the lane right or was it it off it was defense. okay i'll give you that I'll give and, you that. And and like okay. But how many I'm, times does he? How many times does he fall to the ground on offense? But does that at cause least injury? ten times a game? It does not. It does not cause. It has not caused injury yet. Right. The injuries that he had this season, knee to knee, 
Valanciunas. That could have happened on any play. That's true. Right? But it's a numbers thing. It's it's a ratio. Okay. 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 The, the less the less chance of him getting hacked or on offense and and trying to go. I think against. But that's offense, the thing against the Washington about. Wizards, right? Against the Wizards last two years ago, he got hurt in offense. That comes back to him getting more easier looks versus having to create. It's not going to happen. It's but, not going to happen. But, but, but my listen, man. You know why you, it's not going to happen? It's because he thinks he's a guard. Joel Embiid is not a guard. I'm I'm sorry. In, in his but mind, but here, he wants to be Kobe, but that's like, he's going to okay. keep – Okay, but here's the thing, though. Like, James Harden, now that you have James Harden, like, the arguably the second-best playmaker in the NBA behind Chris Paul, and honestly, who knows what Chris Paul's going to look like next year, James Harden's playmaking is not going to fall off. It's going to get better now that he's going to have an offseason to build chemistry with Joel. They're going to get more – James Harden's going to get more familiar with the River system, which to what Patrick Beverly and – uh who is the other guy? Kendrick Perkins both said on ESPN, it is not an easy offense for a guard to learn midseason. So well, let's look, get James you're, Harden. You're right. Bit. You're, you're like, right. It's not easy. But I, I, I just want to say that your theory is probably right. Once Harden gets his feet wet and, and he really understands what Doc is trying to do. It's going to give Joe a lot of easier looks. It even started giving Maybe or maybe look. not. Look, look, look at the teams in the, in the playoffs right now, Lucas. You got they any have, back? You, no, listen. You got any back to the basket players? You got any back? You got any big men just posting up, waiting for the double team, swinging okay. the ball around? You got any? My counter argument is this: If Joel was healthy, we both agree the Sixers would have won that series. But With it, Joel, no guarantee. Court, it, no guarantee. No guarantee. Hey, right? With they might Joel, steal one. They might steal one, but but that they didn't lose that series because of him. They they lost because Harden didn't step up. Of course, of course. But like, okay, like Joel was 60% of himself, 60-70% of himself. And the Sixers still went 2-2 when he was on the court, right? They went 2-2 when he was on the court. We can speculate all day, but Okay, okay. We, we anyway, lost. let's <laughs> we lost. Okay. Wait, let's just go ahead and move on. I did okay. not want to be stuck on that for too long. No, 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 it was fun. Yeah, yeah, right. Let's go ahead and switch gears, man. All right. So, we just talked extensively about the Chicago Bulls. Uh, we talked about the Bulls. We talked about Embiid being in a reconfigured state. Of course, I brought that up. That wasn't even on the agenda. But let's talk about players, Lucas, who in the offseason should be considered tradable. So I'll throw a player out, and you tell me whether or not this player should be given another shot on the Sixers roster or if we can get value in return, we part ways. So let's start with... Mr. Tobias Harris, what do you think about Tobias? Look, Tobias Harris, you would have asked me midseason, I would have said I would have traded Kevin Love for him. I think we both felt that way. But now, my inclination with this, uh, we, what we deem the core four, my inclination is Tobias Harris fits in this. He's arguably the most consistent two-way player on the team now. He knows his role. He's great at it. He's still averaging close to his career average of like 18 points per game, and he's doing so efficiently and playing really good defense. And his playmaking's improved. Like, do I just trade Tobias Harris to get something equal value back? No. I, I'd have to be trading up to trade Tobias Harris, me personally, because I think you keep together the core four, add some athletic wings, and this team's going to be fine. 
I so it's I, funny it's funny you mentioned Kevin Love because I was on board too. I thought Kevin Love would have been a great addition to this team. Mm-hmm. I have to agree that Tobias Harris does fit. He showed that he was the most consistent player, not only this postseason, but last year against the Wizards and Hawks. I think he had one or two bad games in both seasons. Yeah, he was pretty good last postseason too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so uh, the the biggest albatross related to him is the whole, oh, he makes so much money. Well, it's not. I don't even think about the money when he's playing this good, right? Right, right, right. If As long as he's contributing and he's playing his role, and remember defensively, Lucas, he definitely – improved but he put it down and he was guarding some of the opposing team's best wing players so shot like mean, he could pick up jimmy butler but nobody can right now yeah so I don't, jimmy's on another level but like, but, he shut down pascal siakam and yeah he, even, he made it, it he made it really tough for siakam siakam yeah. had some good games in that series i would keep him but the only way i would part because i like tobias i think he's a, mm-hmm, he's a quality yeah. person i think he's a good locker room guy Mm-hmm. And he he can. He's the leader of the team. He's a, he's the leader of the team right now. The only way I would trade him is if it was for Beal. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. Or hmm, Zach Levine. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Maybe. We'll yeah. See. We'll yeah. see. I don't know, man. I I that even those two I'd be like hesitant on, just because I think he balances. Like, who are you going to get in free agency that upgrades your power forward position, that even fills the role that you need from your power forward position? close to what Tobias gives if you yes. want to see guys like this. That's the other thing you got to come forwards out there. It's not that many. Yeah, exactly. So like, do you really want to par with a guy who's in like the top 15 of his position for like more like small guards who can score? I don't know, man. That's, that's a tough call for me. And Tobias is NFT savvy. Mr. Yeah, Technology. Yeah. <laughs> How about Shake Milton, Lucas? What do you think about Shake? Okay, so look, Shake Milton's going to make 1.9 mil next season. That's I th- despite, you know, some people are like, "Oh, he's inconsistent in your eye." You know which person I'm talking about when I say that. Um, he's uh, he's on our chat room. All of, bro, but it, you know, anyway. Um, there I think Shake Milton on a champion contender is probably like your 10th or 11th dude. And, but, like, at the same time, he wasn't healthy this year. And then he started showing off in the playoffs. He had, you know, moments at the end of the regular season. Here's my thing with Shake Milton, and I blame Doc on this. I don't think he gets enough touches to, like, yes. attack. I think Shake Milton's best ability is to create off the dribble. But because he's in a system where he he has to share the ball with either Tyrese Maxey or James Harden. And yeah. Maxey's better at this than Harden is. But, like... If he's allowed the ball in his hands and we just tell Shake, score, Shake's going to, more nights than not, he's going to look good. Yeah. If you dissect his game, if you mm-hmm. dissect his game, yes, he's yeah. inconsistent. But I agree that your theory of Doc Rivers not really giving him a role in that second, in that second lineup, I think that came back to hurt us. Plus, he was hurt. And once what I think it was a back injury or something, yeah, it was you could back tell injury. he was hampered. So you, you know, give a guy a little slack. The fact that he came back hurt. He missed the most games this season than he has in any season in his career. Look, when we needed him against Atlanta to prolong that series last year, he stepped up more than Ooh. anybody else on the team, making one point nine. This yeah. season against Miami, even though we lost that game six, 
Nobody stepped up. Not Harden, not Maxi, not Embiid. Shake mm-hmm. is telling us, Lucas, he can I do can it. play. He's telling us. He's showing like he, us. He, he's, he's in the an, playoffs. He's, yo, here's the thing. Not even, not even yeah. in the regular season, Lucas, in the mm-hmm. playoffs. So, so here's my thing with Shake. He's not a, he can't create his own three point shot, but he's good at spotting up, right? He, he's, I think after Harden came, he was shooting around 40% this after the All Star game, uh, right? Yeah. So then you look at that, and then you also look at the fact that he's not bad at finishing inside the paint. He's actually he's pretty not. good. Like and he, he when can he gets get a nice paint, little floater game, he, he can finish the rim. He's he not the most lefty. Athletic. He can finish yeah. lefty and righty, and he has that pull up J. Like when someone's literally mm-hmm. in his face, he can hit that shot. He can mm-hmm. hit that. Yeah. No, I. So I mean, like, can you tr- can you include him in a deal? Sure. End up biting you in the butt like the next season. Of course it could. I I probably yeah. wouldn't just because like you don't probably need him to get a deal done for like a, a super talented player. Um, you could probably still keep him on your bench. And honestly, like, unless you need like a tiny bit of salary to like, like, honestly, I'm at this point, I think I'd rather keep shake over Jaden Springer. Oh, of course. But that's Absolutely. just me. I know I don't, don't, don't tell Chris that. Cause you know, Chris, yeah. Chris would, well, let, would let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and get to Furkan Korkmaz. Furkan yeah. Korkmaz, who came into the season, he had just re-signed for more money. I think he gets $5 million a year. Yeah, about What do you million. think? What do you think about him? Uh, that is the tricky one there, isn't it, Uri? Do you give him a chance to come back? He said he wasn't physically healthy, and mentally he just wasn't right this past season. I think that was clear based off his play. Worst three-point percentage of his career. I think it was at 28 or 29%. Um. So I, he said he wasn't physically right, which kind of checks out because remember he did have a wrist injury pretty early on in the season. Look, that first can... that first game he had a wrist injury and he scored like thirty eight against New Orleans. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, we were all <laughs> for a while, right? I was, uh, I was I was shocked and I was buying yeah. into it, but he let everybody down. So I can you even really trade him? I don't think so. I don't. I think his value is at an all time low. Could use him a salary filler, of course, mm-hmm. but like, is he going to make you? Make, is he going to come back on another team next year and average like fifteen points per game? Absolutely not. No, no. I, I think I think you'd be okay if like if you can trade him. I think you sh- you can, like, if a trade presents itself, you you do it. You don't really think mm-hmm. too much about it, but like, if he's on the team next year, maybe he can bounce back. But I I think. If, presents itself like you don't really wonder uh, am i giving up too much if it involves cork moz as like a secondary piece then nah, I, I wouldn't worry too much apology is needed right now is in order i think oh, at the me? beginning of the season no for me towards okay. you sir so okay don't get used to this but oh, okay i'll take uh, it i guess once furcon showed a glimpse of what we'd hope that he would bring to the team Mm-hmm. I started comparing him, saying, "Man, he could he could be the next Hedo Turkoglu," and you were like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" You like you shut that down real quick. No, so well, I apologize for putting him there too. But I mean, you brought up the size and the difference. But the point is, is Turkoglu could shoot, and the, yeah. the the idea that Furkan could shoot is what we all had banked on. And he can do a little bit more. He shows flashes when he drives the lane. But there are so many points during the season in the playoffs where he just played as though he didn't belong. It's like his confidence was shot. 
So I think you're right. His value is at the lowest point. If he's traded, it could be for a salary filler and more power to him. I was, I was hoping for him to blossom, but, and doc Lucas gave him every chance in the world. Remember he kept giving him minutes up until March. Yeah, and he wasn't doing squat, but it got to a point. Matisse Thybul was shooting a better three point percentage than him. Yeah, no, I mean, and like I feel bad for Cork Moss because I do, I do believe him when he said his body wasn't right and his mind wasn't right, and like I, I, I think he could bounce back and be a solid, you know, shooter. But like even when he was playing his best, you're right, he's still streaky. Yeah, so Very like streaky. I, I, if I, if I'm given the chance, I would definitely include him in a trade. Yeah. If I could. But let's go ahead and switch gears again. And talk about the recent draft lottery. You know, the order has been decided, Uriah. Let me just go this real quick. So with the first pick, Orlando. Second pick, OKC. Third pick, Rockets. Fourth pick, who, by the way, this team was not in top four worst, uh, you know, record. So kudos to the Sacramento Kings. Detroit gets five, Indiana gets six, Portland gets seven, New Orleans gets eight, San Antonio gets nine, Washington gets 10, New York gets 11, OKC yet again via Clippers this time, Mm. uh, gets 12, Charlotte gets 13, and Cleveland gets 14. Hey, where was, you said Cleveland wasn't supposed to be top four. Where where were they, I guess, quote unquote, technically? Sacramento? Yeah, the uh, Kings. The Kings. They were, they were just outside the. I think they were either eleventh or twelfth in the West. Oh, so they okay. weren't. I, I think they were probably twelfth in the West, if I if oh, I remember correctly. So, so they didn't. So they didn't have to tank just to get out. No, no, no. Oh, they were. Man. They were trying to get the plan. They were fighting for it. Okay, that's right. why I think it's a bonus trade because they were trying to make the play in. Okay. Um. So Sacramento and. So let's just go through these real quick and talk about we, – we we are not the draft guys. For people that are listening, we are not the draft guys. Chris is. But we're just going to talk about what each team needs probably, yeah. okay? Yeah. Now let's start with Orlando here. What what do you think they need? Well, they have a lot of young guards, including one former sixer with Markel Fultz. What uh, mind happening him? Yeah. They got the the Wagner brothers. Am I saying their name right? Is it Wagner? Yeah. Wagner, because they're the, German. Yeah. Yeah. The the newest kid. He's, that dude is going to be lights out. Browns, I think Mo. I think Mo Bamba is done. I, I read I think, somewhere I think, that he's yeah, going to be going yeah, somewhere. He's, gonna, he's probably going to. And I think they're going to go after a big man, Chet Holgrim, or yeah. Uh, yeah. So so yeah, I just I think that Orlando's going to draft. Hey, up how here. would you how would you like Mo Bamba as a backup center? <sighs> yeah, I'd he rather have Drummond. Them. I'd rather have Drummond. I mean, yeah, but like we can't probably afford Drummond at this point. Um, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Okay, yeah. so I, I honestly, I think they need a two, a, like a legit two guard, because they have a lot of point guards, they have a lot of forwards, they got a couple big men, but they need a, but that's not in the top three. Mm-hmm. They're all big men in the top three. So honestly, it's kind of like pick your poison there. Okay, see what do they need? Well, they have a lot of wing players, and I think Josh Giddy. I know Chris would be elated to know that I'm on the Giddy train. Oh, he's good. gonna be a he's gonna be a solid guard. Uh, so I, I'd say they need some depth at at center. You think I'm in the right ballpark? Or I think you're absolutely. I think they they have uh, Darius um, Baisley's not bad at power forward. Uh, you know, Chris's favorite guy, Poku Alexis Pokusevsky's there. 
a power forward. But yeah, they need a legit center. Um, I I think if I'm them, I'm hoping Chet Holgrim drops, and I think that's an ideal space for him. But yeah, I I I think they need a big man, either him or Paul Garo, either one. Um, Houston, what do they need? Well, Jalen Green is going to fill that role uh, nicely in the next decade. And Christian Wood, Christian Wood is a is a nice center, former Sixer. I, <laughs> I guess they I guess they need it. Would you say they need a point guard? No. Well, they got they got Porter Junior, who's shown flashes. Oh yeah, that's uh, right, that's right. He is. He is nice um, they got Alpring Shangun too. So even Christian Wood might be expendable in the hmm. future. Okay. Um, Alpring Shangun's really good. I, I I'm on that. They could use a power forward, either forward position. That's where I think that, um, what's his name? Uh, Jabari Smith would probably best be served mm-hmm. is there. Or, or you know, Bomb Caro would work too. But, um, yeah, I think a power forward is what they need, like a big man that can do more interior stuff. Mm. Okay, then we got Sacramento at four. What do we need well, in Sacramento? Everything, right? Except well, for point guards. They don't need a point guard because Fox, Fox is still there. In the middle. And- uh, of course, Davion Mitchell. I, I like his defensive play. Mm-hmm. He still needs needs some offensive improvement. Mm-hmm. Sabonis is is your center. Maybe a a power forward, power forward or a shooting guard. Uh, I don't know, man. Honestly, outside of point guard and center, they kind of need everything. I would draft best available to be honest. But I have heard rumors that Sacramento is willing to trade back. So we'll see what happens there. Detroit. What do they need? Detroit needs a new franchise. <laughs> oh, no. Come on, man. Hey, Motor City, man. man. Come on now. I know. I know. They hey, look, they have more rings than the Sixers do. But yeah. Uh, look, Cade Cunningham, Sadiq Bay, I think that's their youthful core. Mm-hmm. I think they could use Marvin uh, Bagley could be something there too, by the way. I think he just needed a fresh start. I think he'll do good. Probably, there. probably. But I, I think they have their wings set. Maybe they need a power forward I, or center. I think they need – I mean, power forward center could be an upgrade, but at the same time, I think their number one need is a sharpshooter. There's a guy that could be available around there from uh, – I think I think he's from uh, Kentucky. didn't play there, but he was, like, top ranked in his class before mm-hmm. reclassifying. I forget his name, but – he could be an option for them. Indiana at six. What does Indiana need? Well, they have Tyrese Halliburton. They have uh, Brogdon. But I think Brogdon might be on the trade block. From I think Miles Turner and Brogdon are going to be on the trade up. But here's a hot take. But if you, but if you trade Turner, you have no center, right? Well, unless you trade him for, let's just say, for example, DeAndre Aiden been hearing rumors about oh, that yeah yeah he's not happy in phoenix so no i i think he's gone yeah. i i would like with to turner see fit with turner fit with phoenix though oh yeah he's a he's a good you know pick and roll pick and pop type of big man i think he would yeah. fit just fine and he's good defensively like yeah he honestly would be a cheaper option and he would fit the mold probably better for chris paul to be honest yeah. like like he doesn't need to be a focal point on offense where i think aiden could be the second best player on a on a champion uh playoff team so i i think aiden and either indiana or here's a hot take dallas would work very nicely yeah i could see that uh, um okay so portland at seven what does portland need 
Well, a lot of this depends on what's going to happen with Damian Lillard, and he's he's riding that that loyalty train all I the think way he needs to the to station. I, I think he needs to get off. Listen to Kevin Durant; he knows better. Yeah, you and me both, but he's a different type cat. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you see when he they didn't when they dropped they didn't get a high draft pick? He was like making faces at the. Lottery. I didn't, but I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, look, uh, we have to admit Anthony Simons can ball. That kid, he can ball. Yeah, he he, he came out last season that. when he had he minutes. He showed that that he could play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Damian Lillard obviously is the star. Joe Ingles somehow he's somebody. not going to be. He's not going to be there. He's not oh, he's not. Oh, okay, well, he, he was injured. Like he's he's old anyway. He's not part of their yeah. rebuild. Well, uh, I I, I like Justice Hart. Winslow. I like Justice Justice Winslow and Josh Hart there, but Josh, yeah. Josh Hart is a old for that core. You think so? Oh, Wait, Josh Hart? He's like twenty seven, dude. But he's only is he's only played four years in the NBA. But he was also a four year player in college. Yeah, but that's a benefit that shows. Yeah, but, but all, that means like he's ready to win now. He's in his prime. Like he does not want to be on a rebuilding team. At least if I'm yeah, Josh Hart, I don't want to be. Yeah, but well, I, don't, um, I don't know what Portland needs. What do you think they need? I think they could go for either wing or center. I I think you need you know like, um, Nurkic is you know free agent this summer. You have his bird rights. You can bring him back if you want. Or if, you know, like best available, I think would be their best option. Like that's what I think they should do. Right. What about the New Orleans Pelicans? Well, I think they're set uh, at guard, especially with McCollum coming out in the playoffs the way he did. Forward, I think they're set with Ingram. Uh, Zion's the big question mark. Can his health really – be maintained herbert jones is, has been a really nice delightful addition so i i don't know maybe they need uh I say center. A shooting guard i say center wait valanchunas I, is not good enough for you no no i love valanchunas that's not what i'm saying but how how oh, he, depth no 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 because jackson hayes is solid but here's the thing mm-hmm. i like valanchunas i don't like him on the pelicans though the reason is is because for two reasons one they expect Valanciunas to be a high-volume three-point shooter when Zion gets back. That's not his game. Right. Okay, he's a bruiser first. He can stretch the floor if he has to. But, like, I don't think he's attempted more than, like, two two or maybe three three-pointers in a single season per game. Like, that's not his game. And then defensively, like, he's pretty much stuck to the paint. Right. Like, and, like, Zion's not great defensively. So, like they can be scorched by opposing guards in the mid-range and outside. So, like, I think I'm more of a versatile, like, I don't even know if this exists right now in the NBA, like a Miles Turner. Like, he would be the ideal fit there because mm-hmm. he can – he has, you know, lateral quickness. He can stretch the floor on offense. Like, and he's a good rim protector. Like, that's the ideal big man you would want next to Zion. Right. I don't know if you can get that, but, like, if you can find that in the draft, either that or, like you said, a sharpshooter. Either one. I think you're good with either one. But yeah. All right. Let's go to the San Antonio Spurs. What do they need? I have an idea, but you tell me. Well, let's just say that DeJounte Murray is is a star. And he, he is a star. He can do it all with the, He's with the basketball. Star. Yeah. I, I look at center. They're thin at center. McDermott is a nice shooter, but he's, he's not, not really playing cool. down low. And he's, he's not, not a really defensive cool. player. Yeah. I don't, you know, depending on how you feel about Lonnie Walker. 
Lonnie Walker, because I think he's a restrictive. I I wouldn't bring back Lonnie Walker, honestly. No. Okay. I think so, he's a solid so bench think, guy, but. So you think front court is where they need to go? Yeah, I think they need to go front court. Um, a, he could be. They could be a destination for Aiden as well, kind of like you know the Admiral 2.0, possibly there. There's been comparisons with their games in the past. I, I like that fit. But if you can't get Aiden, like, you go for center, you go for stretch four. Like, they don't really have a two-way stretch four. Like, you got McDermott, you got that guy from Pita Bates Diop, or whatever his name is from uh, Ohio State. Mm. He's on my – he's, like, on my, uh, you know, my GM team all the time whenever I do fantasy, uh, you know, <laughs> okay, but I don't know his name. But, um, yeah, I, I think you need one of those. You, you need power forward center. I think that's what – you have enough guard. Now you need to build out your your other depth. Right. Uh, Washington, you know what they don't need, your eye is another forward. But what do they need? I would say center because Porzingis' health has never been steady his entire career. We don't know where that would take them. But like you said, they have a lot of forwards. Beal's probably not going to be there, my prediction. So I would say either guard or center. So counterpoint to that, you still have Truck Bryant. I mean, not Truck Bryant. Sorry, I was thinking West Thomas Virginia. Bryant. Thomas Bryant. Um, shout out Truck Bryant, WVU alumni. Um, no, Truck Bryant, not Thomas Bryant, who, who looked okay coming back off the ACL tear. He probably needs an offseason to get himself right. You can have him for cheap. Uh, he's a free agent. And then you still got Daniel Gafford, who looked pretty good as a starter this year. Like, he wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. He's a placeholder starter, which, I mean, still is pretty good. Right. Uh, I, I would go point guard, actually. I think you need a point guard of the future. Right now, your point guard depth is Howell Neto, Ishmith, and, uh, oh, yeah, and Thomas Sandoransky. Like, you need a point guard. Sandoransky, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, you need a point guard. Um. And I think all three outside of Smith, the other two are free agents. So, yeah. New York Knicks, what do they need besides the new head coach? Sorry. Uh, uh, Knicks have it, a lot of nice oh, young talent. Yeah. yeah. With Barrett and Randall. Uh, we know Rose's best days are behind him. Uh, Alec Burks is Alec Burks. Kimball Walker, I know you I would like Alex to see Burks him with you would like to see Kemba in the Sixers. I understand. No, 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 no. I mean, okay, no, I actually prefer Alex Burks. I'm just, okay. And, okay, for Uriah's, for those that don't understand Uriah's little jab there, I'm trying to come up with a three potential trades for Matisse Thibel, and I was thinking of uh, Kemba Walker as a potential target on the Knicks. I changed it, and it's actually going to be, and here's a, here's a little, it's actually going to be, uh, what's his name from Cam? Um, Cam Johnson? No, 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 Cam. Uh, from, from, they traded for him in the season from the Hawks. Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, no, I like their young players. I honestly, if they actually played their young players and developed them, I honestly think the Knicks would be a lot better. And here's my hot take. I think they should trade Julius Randle because I think Obi Toppin's ready. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think he's ready. I'm sorry. I, I saw know. him at the end of the regular season. He looked great. Obi Toppin, let's see. Uh, points per game. Look at the last month of the regular season. Okay, hang on. Let me pull up that. Nine points a game? Let me pull up the last, like, post-All-Star break. Okay, give me a minute here. Post-All-Star break, Uriah, he averaged 14 points on 56% shooting from the field, 40% shooting from deep on 
four attempts. And in the month of April in five games, he averaged 27 points. Uh, I don't watch enough Knicks to to really give my opinion. I just know Rand, Rand, Randall. I just know Randall can give you double double every night. Okay, fair That's enough. I, I think Obi Toppin could do something similar. Okay, That's all uh, I'm saying. He averages three point seven rebounds a game in seventeen think... minutes. So if you double that, he's still under ten rebounds. He's not okay, a banger fine. like that. Okay, fair enough. But yeah. like, still. He offensively, he's there. He can yeah. be a stud. All right, I'll give you that. Let's skip Oklahoma and do Charlotte. Yeah, uh, yeah, Charlotte. Let's let me pull that back up because I I got lost. Okay, Charlotte. <laughs> what does Charlotte need, Uriah? I I think we both have the same answer here. Well, we know they don't need a point guard, and we know that whatever Michael Jordan has done the past decade has not worked. So, uh, yeah, I think they need. They need help. <laughs> I really don't know what Charlie needs. I know they have a nice young core with uh, not PJ Washington. I, I always forget this guy's. No, he's on his. Yeah, no, no, no. There was PJ Washington. No, no, no. There's another guy that can jump. Yeah, yeah. Miles, Miles Bridges. Yeah, yeah. That they're not him and and uh, um, Mellow. Yeah, yeah, ball. That's that's their foundation. So any yeah. anything that could help them is what they could draft. Look, they they need a center. They need a legit center. You got Montres Harrell as your backup now. That's not bad, but you need to do better uh, with your starting center, who is Miles Bridges. Uh, Washington is a backup, a really good backup, but he's a backup. Um, and I think Kai jo- Jones is another like two years away, so you could always draft for another center. Who knows? Yeah. Um, outside of that, I mean, you could go shooting guard, but you just got James Booknight last year, so I don't. Like, there's not really an area of need. You could try maybe backup point guard, maybe, but like, I wouldn't, because mm-hmm. uh, you still got Terry Rozier too. So I don't know. Like, I think they could go for best available or center. Yeah. Um, and then last but not least is the Cleveland Cavaliers. What do they need? Look, I'm looking at their roster right now. They are mm-hmm. a well-rounded team. Jared yeah. Allen, Laurie Marketon, Kevin Love, and of course, there should have been. Was he rookie of the year? Who? Uh, uh, Evan Mobley. No, he came in like second or third. Yeah, they have nice. They have a nice front court. They have a really great back court. I think, as you would say, best available player. Yeah, I think so too. Because you still like that. Probably will let Colin Sexton walk, which is fine because you still got um. Is he a free agent? Yeah, he's a unrestricted free agent, but I don't think they're gonna match anything. Hmm. Um, I mean, he is injured, so maybe maybe they can get him at a discount, but like, they're not going to start him anymore. I I would bring him off the bench because you have such good chemistry with Levert, and then you still got uh the kid uh uh, uh Cor- Coro yeah Isaac Coro. Coro. yeah so like you you like you just need depth now they need depth they need maybe they need to get another big man that's a quality like Dean if Dean Wade's your like fourth big off your like your second big off your bench after Kevin Love, then you might be yeah. in trouble. Like, maybe get a backup big, but, like, you could always go for best available there. Yeah. So, Uriah, let's go ahead, and we're going to talk about, do you miss the days of building through the drafts? During the process, you got to evaluate, could this player help? Could this player help? How will these two players fit? Do you miss those days? Look, all I know is uh, the draft is a big crap shoot. You, <laughs> you, you never know. No, look at Max. No one, 
no one thought Mac. No one thought Maxi would pan out. Well, I mean, some people did, but very few, because yeah. clearly the experts didn't. Because he, he fell to twenty-one, and then mm-hmm. you know you look at people like Giannis or Draymond as like guys late, mid first round, second. Some, round. some of those guys are all about system too, though. Yeah, I think that outside of building a super team, I think the way to, to get a championship team is to get free agents, get a good coach, get a good system. So I'm not really into the whole, you know, let's build through the draft. I know a lot of people are excited about it, but not me. Well, I'm not the draft guy here. Chris is, but I, I always, once the draft is over, then I start deep diving into these guys that we got. And then I'm like, how do they fit? How do they not fit? I will say there were several times that I was right and several times that I was wrong in recent drafts. Most, I'll, I'll start with the wrong ones. I was dead wrong about um, Luka Doncic and Zion. I thought Zion was going to be Anthony Bennett 2.0. And I thought uh, Luka was going to be another European bust. I was clearly wrong. I own that. However, I was not wrong about choosing Brandon Ingram and Jason Tatum over – Ben Simmons and Markel Fultz. I will hold true to that. Hmm. So that those are that's just my thoughts. Uh, so last question here, Uri, before we move on, is the if, is this the draft that Philly should want to keep their pick, or should they want the uh, Nets to take it this year, or should the Nets defer to next year to get their pick? And what pick would it be? Twenty twenty third this year. I don't think it matters. I really don't think it matters. Oh, well, uh, listen, they... here, here's the difference. Here's the difference. Right. right now, the Sixers have two second-round picks in 2023. Um, or have one second-round pick. They don't have a second-round pick in this draft, though. Hmm. So if they don't get keep their pick, then they just don't have a pick at all right now, unless they buy one right. or trade for one. Well... Let me just say this about the draft, and this is for all the process people out there. Listen, drafting players and acquiring assets. Do you know how many players, Lucas, that were drafted since, I guess, 1990 or 89 that have won a championship with their original high lottery draft pick? It's not very many. I would say David Robinson, Shaquille O'Neal. Actually, no, Shaq didn't win with uh, Shaq didn't. No, he didn't win with with Orlando. But, um, but so for all the people like, oh, the Marco Sixers. Milchic did. Mark Taco Milchic. Oh my god! Please <laughs> spare me, man. Listen, the the number of the number of teams to win the championship with their original team. I think Dwayne Wade is one. Dirk. Nowitzki, I was about to say D, Dame Wade. Yep. Dwayne Wade. Paul, um, Paul Pierce, Pierce was at ten. Um, Kobe was thirteen. Uh, but Ray it's John, yeah. It's when Few players. When players win, Lucas, if they're a high draft pick, it's usually because they're coming from another team. So for everyone's like, let's let's lose four years in a row so we can win a championship. Come on now. Have we won a championship yet? We're far from it. We're um, far from it. Yeah, I think the Pistons, three out of their four guys came over. No, pretty much Tayshaun Prince was the only player drafted out of their starting five that won that championship. That was a great before. team. That was a, that great, was a defensive great team. team. Yeah. And and Detroit didn't have to lose four years in a row to, to make I mean, they happen. did have some bad seasons, but they, they did, but but look at Golden State. They didn't have uh, to lose all those years. Milwaukee didn't have to lose all those years. Miami didn't have to lose. Even, 
even right. Indiana, Lucas, Indiana yeah. didn't even have to tank, and they were. Just imagine, just imagine if they actually drafted Carmelo instead of Darko. That would be. Crazy. They would have won. They would have won at least two. Well, not, not necessarily. Not dude, necessarily. Dude, come on! You have Carmelo coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that. or like Tayshawn Brent's coming off. Whoever's coming off the bench. Yeah. Like, come on now. Yeah. All right, Lucas. So before we go, let's just wrap it up. Let's figure out where we are in the NBA playoffs. You have the Eastern Conference Finals and the Western Conference Finals. I'll go to you first. Let's let's look at the Mavs Warrior series, which as of right now is it tied up? No, they're playing right now. Uh, they're two o uh, Warriors, right? And they just started Game Three. Warriors are by four eight minutes into the first. Mm. What do you think about that series? Um, no, sorry, four minutes into the first first quarter. Um, I think Golden State has them, man. I think if Dallas wanted to make this a series, they would. They had to had win like one on the road here. Like mm-hmm. now, Dallas is at home. Like I just don't see it happening. Like the the issue is, it's not that I don't think Dallas has enough of supporting cast because I I do think highly of Jalen Brunson and Spencer Dinwiddie can have his nights off the bench. I just, I don't think, like, you need, I don't know, like, Jalen Brunson's the third best player on a championship team. That's that's the way I feel about it. And Mm -hmm. I feel like they're one guy away. Like, even if they had Tim Hardaway Jr., I don't think that makes that big of a difference in this series. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I just – I feel like they're one – They need a front – they need a front court. They need a – they need a – they – well, I mean, they need a better center. But, like, that's not even the issue that – like, that's not even the biggest issue. They need – Luka needs a Scotty. He needs a Scotty Pippen. And I don't know where they get that from. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, Hardaway's been out for how many days? He's been out – for weeks, the playoff, right? yeah, that's month. Right. yeah, he might make a difference in this series. Defensively, I don't know, man. Three he, point shooting. I mean, he's not really great defensively, but I mean, like he's. I think he was averaging like fourteen points a game this season. Like he's, like not Hardaway Junior. that we saw when he first got there. Like, right. right. I think you need, you need somebody. You need a wing. You don't need a guard. I don't think yeah. a guard. Brunson's okay. Like you need, you need to have a forward here. Like. I don't know who you go after though. That's yeah. I think the, the worst thing that could happen for Dallas is guys like Jordan Poole coming into their own Jordan Poole becoming Poole, a major factor for, for here, State. here here's here's a question for you, Uriah. Is Jordan Poole the Warriors second best player already? Yes. Yes, it, I agree. It's clear. I agree. It's clear. Yeah. Outside of stuff, you got to go Jordan Poole. The guy is, he is dynamite. This dude is, is ready for the next level. He could be so, an all-star so, next year. See, so here's my hot take. If Clay doesn't look right at, in during the preseason, I think they're going to bench him and start Jordan Poole. Bench Clay Thompson? I don't yeah. know about that one. I, I mean, either you him or Andrew Wiggins. Like, it would, I think just out of respect for for everything he's done. I don't think they I mean, they benched Andre Iguodala, so clearly they don't care about what they what done. Andre Iguodala, he's like 34. He was an all-star. He yeah, was but, a, he was, 
he was he an was all-star. A... He got to Golden State, and he started the first year that he was there when Mark Jackson was there. Wait a minute, all-star? Yeah, he was. He was. I mean, Andre Iguodala was an all-star. Not with the Golden State Warriors. I don't remember Iguodala ever being. An he he made one all-star game with the Sixers. You're probably thinking about Drew Holiday. No, I do you want me to look it up right now? I'll, look, I'll no, look you look it up. Look it up right now. Maybe, maybe he might have. Me, I, I don't know. Do you want to make this a bet? No, I just want to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, he made look, it with with who though? The with, Sixers. You're right. I think, yeah. I think it was in 2011, 2012. He was an All Star. Yeah. So I'm glad yeah. I didn't bet. But here's the weird thing, Lucas. He only averaged 12 points a game that year. How did he? Yeah, make it wasn't the even team because the Sixers were elite defensive team, and he was the best player on it. Okay. All right. So he made the yeah. All Star game. All right. Yeah, it's kind of like an Andrew Wiggins thing. Yeah. Anyway, um, I don't know, man. I I could see them benching Clay next year. Mm-hmm. Like you can't play small ball all season long with yeah. Wiggins at the four and a Drummond at the five. Like you're gonna have to bench one of them, and I don't yeah. think you can keep Jordan Poole on the bench for much longer. That's a good point. So, Let's yeah, talk about I, let's talk yeah. about Miami and Boston. Miami's up two one, and uh, yeah, a lot of injuries as you were talking about before we got on. Miami's been dealing with it. Uh, Al Horford almost had COVID, and it's weird that all of a sudden he's this rejuvenated, outstanding player when he was with Philly that he didn't really do much. But so what's your take on injured, this? Okay, first off, he was injured with Philly. We all know. Was he? Yeah, he had the he had the messed up knee and like he didn't right. okay either. Like so was he wasn't him. so he wasn't a plant. He wasn't like a spy for the Celtics. No, I don't. Well, I I think I yeah probably I don't yeah. know. But anyway, um, look, you miss Marcus Smart for a game, you're gonna lose it probably. He's the defensive player of the year, and he's the heart and soul of that team. They lose game one. You lose Rob. Williams, who I think made all defensive team first team this year, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. I think he did, yeah. Um, so you lose another all defensive player. You're going to lose game three. The interesting thing about this series is that it's been a series of blowouts. Not close games, but blowouts. Which tells me that this has nothing to do with skill and everything to do with heart. And I think Miami's shown that they've had more heart than their opponents so far this postseason. Now, if I'm going purely based off skill, then I I think the Celtics are the better team by far when they're completely healthy. The Celtics are not deep at all, though. I looked at their box score, and they got like Pritchard and one other dude and nobody else. Yeah, up. Grant Williams, Peyton Pritchard, and that's pretty much their that's bench. That's it. That's it. But like, meanwhile, Miami, they, they have Oladipo, they have Hero, they have a lot of guys that can come in and cook. Gabe I, Vincent's not bad. He gave us some trouble. Oh, like, yeah. Hey, did, you know. I didn't see that last Celt- the Celtics-Heat game. Did Tatum get hurt? In the yeah, he game? did, but he's okay. fine. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right, because I looked at his numbers. Bob Williams and uh, Marcus, Mar- Marcus Smart are both yeah. day-to-day now, so that's not good for yeah. them. One Look. one one thing about the series, and then obviously I want to bring it back to the Sixers. I think that Miami is is a very good team. They're deeper. I think Boston, with their team healthy, is that I think they could have won the championship. It's funny. There was a meme where someone took Shaquille O'Neal's face and someone put uh, Bam Adebayo when his the opposing team center is out. And that's so pretty dominant. much what happens, though. Yeah, yeah, that's he dominates. Like when Williams was out and obviously Embiid was out, he showed out and they mm-hmm. needed him. 
he he did a, an exceptional job. But listen, when you're an all star and Jimmy Butler's down, you better. He actually stop. wasn't an all star this year. Well, the previous year. Yeah, yeah. My my question, and it's it eats me up. You look at Struess and Vincent. You look at players on Boston. Uh, Grant Williams putting in time to get his jumper solid. Why can't the Sixers have those types of players? Why can't we develop these players who basically come out of a G League or out of the YMCA? <laughs> look, okay, we, we get the worst to... luck with development. Look, okay, you could outside of Maxi. Well, of let's let's think about it like this: Shake Milton, fifties picks. Ended up on two-way contracts. Now they're on the roster. Paul Reed is the backup center. Tyree, uh, Shake Mill. Granted, they're not on the same level as those two guys. I'll give you that. But on the same like thing, Miami's probably the best team in the whole entire NBA at developing G-leaguers. Like They took Hayward Highsmith, who was on a two-way contract two years ago yeah. for the Sixers. And now he's on, on their general roster for, right. for Miami. So, like... He they obviously saw something there that the six and he was on Delaware be, prior to signing yeah. with them too. He was on Delaware, so like, and then you have guys. Okay, well, I just did a season review of Delaware's G League team, right? So there were two guys signed to two way contracts, not by the Sixers. I mean, we signed Charlie Brown Jr. The Sixers trade uh, signed um, Miles Powell, who was originally on the Winchester team. So then he got quote unquote traded to the blue coats, whatever, uh, on a two way contract. So, but then like you got guys like Braxton Q, who's like six, seven, six, eight, was on all defensive player for the G League. He played a 10 day on the Sixers. Now he's on a two way with the, with the, um, who is it? D- Detroit, Detroit. So here's my thing Elm Brand, G League was your baby. What's going on with it? <laughs> hey, what I, what I heard my, you say, you're Nelson. That's you're you're, you're right. Oh, by by the way, did I tell you I saw Jermaine yeah, Nelson? Told, yeah. That yeah. That's, that's Listen, so what cool. I heard you say before you started going off about G League, and and Lucas mm-hmm. is the expert at G League. I have no idea what's going on with G League. And you're right, Elton Brand was associated with that. But what I heard you say prior is that we have Shake Milton, Paul Reed in the fifties. What I what I what the implication is that Doc does not know what to do with them. Because if he did, and they were just great blossoming talent, with with just the ability to contribute, which I oh, think we they know do. the doc's not good with doc, young players. Yeah, and that and that's to the detriment of the team. But yeah, I digress. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, like, look, now that Ty Lue's in charge of um, L.A., right? He tapped into Brandon Boston, who was a projected lottery pick prior to the season. Had a bad year at Kentucky, I think. Was it, I think it was either Kentucky or Memphis. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And then, so he got drafted in the 50s. Brandon Boston played a pivotal role for them when they were missing several key players coming off the bench. And he was he was putting up some nice numbers. Yeah. Like, so... Well, maybe he didn't Brandon. have any... Ch- maybe he didn't have well, any but choice. Like, <laughs> I mean, but he's scoring. Like, yeah. you know, like, he has a clear future in the league now. So, like, yeah. Ty Lue definitely... But, like, here's the deal. Like you said, like, it all comes back to Doc Rivers' unwillingness to play young players. It's just I don't get it. Here's the deal. I'm not a, I'm not a Mike D'Antoni fan. But if they did fire Doc Rivers for Mike D'Antoni, there is one positive bright side that I can see coming from this. 
could you imagine what Tyrese Maxey looks like in Mike D'Antoni's system? What he did with Jeremy Lin, could you imagine what he does with Maxey? He would go off. Maxey could average close to 30 points under D'Antoni. I, and then, I truly And then that. Joel would have to go out and be a three-point shooter like Brooke Lopez. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> what else is he going to do? Honestly. I mean, he would say roles which might in a way could preserve joel too that's why that's why ben simmons wanted dan tony that's probably why I did. or no yeah. he wanted he wanted tyler no 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 he wanted dan tony oh, i did okay yeah, yeah he wanted tony joel wanted tyler okay yeah that's that's what i at least remember anyway anyway let's go ahead and wrap this up your eye we've been on here for too long sure yeah, for everyone who tuned into the Sixer Sense podcast, for Lucas and myself, thanks for tuning in. You can obviously subscribe on Spotify, Google Play, Audible, anywhere where you get your podcasts. And we're here in the offseason for you. We'll bring you all the trade rumors, everything related to Doc Rivers, James Harden, Joel Embiid, Tyrese Maxey, and, of course, Matisse But anyway, hey, we'll see you guys next time. Have a great week. Take care. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.